Well, Christos, uh, let's start off with something that happened on Sunday. Kevin O'Leary, you know, he's running for the conservative leadership. On Sunday, he went down to Miami for his uh, 27th anniversary with his wife, Linda O'Leary. You know, that's nice. Go down to Miami. However, he had a little uh, appearance on MSNBC on Sunday morning to talk about Donald Trump and uh, his performance and his own bid to, you know, replace Stephen Harper. And I guess Rona Ambrose, who's the interim um, conservative head, uh, you know, this is the only problem with that. He missed the second debate since he entered the race. Yeah, there was a debate going on. He missed it. Uh, apparently, he was late informing uh, the person that was in charge of the debate. This is the second time. Second time he missed the debate. We're going to talk with Kevin O'Leary tomorrow. Tried to reach out to him today. He's a little bit busy, but he'll be on the show tomorrow. I want him to explain himself. I think he thinks he's got this thing in the bag. I think he does. He he believes he can probably do uh, less harm for his campaign by not being there than by being there. He just all he needs to do is keep uh, being the most visible person out there in the real world and not just at these conventions and debates. I'm shocked that he said yes to the interview. What time is that going to run tomorrow? You Chris? can expect that at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. All right. Well, that's exciting. Um, this is another thing that's going on. Uh, the Internet is pretty excited about Melania Trump. She has uh, had her first official um, photograph as the um, first lady. And somebody said, well, that is going to spark a lot of conversation if she ever goes to the White House to see it. A little bit of airbrushing oh. happening, I'm saying. But uh, it's an interesting, interesting thing. She is, um, I don't know, it's trending right now on, <laughs> on Twitter. She really doesn't go to the White House very often. What are you doing over there? I'm looking up the picture. Okay. Um, all right. What else is going on? Uh, Harrison Ford won't face disciplinary action after a close call on a plane landing. Why? Well, because... I've never heard of the Millennium Falcon. Should I have? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. He's Harrison Ford. That's why. He was uh, very close to a jet airliner. You mm -hmm. might remember this. He made a mistaken landing on a taxi runway at a California airport about, uh, it was in February. And the FAA has decided not to take enforcement action, but they have mandated he'll take some extra training, which oh. he already did. Check. And the 74-year-old uh, will be able to fly. He has uh, retains his pilot certificate without restriction. What? He's had it for 20 years. I don't care if you played a pilot on some Star Wars uh, <laughs> franchise, which we all loved and held dear. Do you want this guy in the air? No, I and I, I'm I'm worried about him just because it seems to be there were a couple of accidents back to back. Well, one where he, he, he actually incidents. One was an accident. One where he actually crashed, and one wasn't he one, in a copper when he crashed? No, no, I think it was the same plane. Oh, okay. And uh, and then uh, this one where he uh, lands uh, on the wrong. Wrong uh, runway. Both, I guess, could be blamed on the plane. I think maybe he's no, got to no, no, no. get rid of that junker and and get into something a little bit uh, new. It's Harrison Ford. You can buy whatever you want. He said he was distracted by the American Airlines jetliner awaiting takeoff in the wake of turbulence caused by, caused by another plane. Distracted is not a word I want to hear any pilot <laughs> say when when talking about flying. I saw another plane. I was distracted. I was distracted. I was at the airport. You know, 74, I don't want to be ageist because I know people are going to go, that's so ageist. But listen, this is two times. We don't need three. I, I would prefer that Harrison Ford allows someone else to fly for him. 
Just be a co-pilot. Be in the cockpit. That's fine. But there may be a snake in that cockpit, and then we know that Harrison hates snakes. Is that a true story? I did not know that he hates snakes. Indiana Jones oh, uh, right. reference right okay. there. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's been a Ark. while since scene. I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. He gets into the plane. His buddy's flying it, and then there's a snake in there. If you bite your nails or know somebody who does, Prosecco Polish is the world's first edible Prosecco-flavored nail polish. Will you get drunk on it? Truly disgusting. <laughs> no. Uh, apparently, it smells and tastes just like that bubbly Italian wine. And uh, this isn't the first edible nail polish. Didn't KFC put out a nail, nail polish that tasted like... Finger licking good. Oh, uh, yeah. But this one makes me slightly nervous because you can eat it. But do you want to eat something that they say is extremely flammable and you should keep it away from heat, sparks, or open flames? They say licking it off your fingernail is perfectly fine, but drinking it out of the bottle, a big a no. Wow. Thank you for that. Oh, what a product. What a world. Yeah, what a world. Um, what? Oh, hey, if you're worried, speaking of oh, oh, oh. Canada, if you're worried about the... Um, National anthem being changed. I know a lot of people don't know the words to the national anthem. I would like to think I do, uh, but I'm not going to break into it right now. We'll say that uh, liberal Senator Joan Fraser, she is an ardent feminist, and she says, I don't like the new phrasing. Because, you know, the Senate uh, have to vote on whether they're going to change the words in the national anthem to um, with all of us command, I think. Yeah. With all in all of us command or something like that. Yeah, she says the new phrasing is both grammatically incorrect and a misguided attempt to make the song reflect today's value. It's a fine example of what happens when you let politicians meddle. And she does not want it to go through. I tend to agree with her. You know, when normally the Senate just sort of rubber stamps things, but I'd like them to send it back and say, hey, if you want to make this gender neutral, that's all well and good. I don't have a problem with changing the lyrics, but come up with something like less, as she says, clunky and uh, something that flows off the tongue a little bit better. I don't know. The whole anthem's clunky. Is it's, it me? It, it is It is a tad clunky, but it's what we got right now, so we can fiddle and change it if we want to, but there's got to be some better way than in all of us command. And I'm not even going to get into the fact that they probably just rushed this thing through so that they could fulfill a dying man's last wish. Did I just get into it? Sorry, I did. A little bit. Uh, let me talk about uh, this story out of the Globe and Mail. This is an update on the Leah McLaren story. You might remember she's the one that um, was at a party when she was 25. I'm paraphrasing here. She wrote a column. It was uh, put up on the Globe and Mail website and then taken down very quickly. And then she was suspended. She's not allowed to talk about it. The Globe and Mail's not talking about it. We weren't sure why she was suspended because, you know, it didn't say. So I I could only speak to the timing of it that was interesting. But she said when she was 25, went to a house party um, that Michael Chong's son, she didn't know who it was, baby, was upstairs. And she picked it up out of the... um, the, the carry-all, the baby, the European carry-all that was in a baby seat. <laughs> it was a baby seat that she carry out of the Picked car. it up and held it, and then somehow her finger slid into his mouth, and uh, she thought, wow. Um, Suction. He, I know what he wants. And she was unbuttoning her blouse to try and breastfeed, though she was not lactating. It's creepy, 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 <sighs> odd story, um, which makes her sound kooky. I think it was interesting that she brought in uh, Michael Chong, because she didn't do it. And, you know, Michael Chong said it's neither here nor there, but... I mean, it's not the great way, the best way to get press. And regardless of the incident, it actually didn't happen. She didn't go through with it. What about Michael Chong's kid? Yeah. Like, it's a kid now. And he, uh, 
that's hard to deal with on uh, on the playground, I would imagine, uh, once this, that got out. <laughs> well, this will always be something that follows this kid around now. So here is the update. The Globe and Mail editor-in-chief, David Walmsley, he apparently, reportedly, this is according to the Star, sent an email to staff on Monday, and it appears to allude, they say, to columnist Liam McLaren's breastfeeding column last month, saying it felt short of the Globe's journalism standards. Standards matter if journalism is to matter. To that end, I want to reinforce some basic points to provide a handrail for everyone involved in day-to-day creation and publication of our content, he wrote in the email, which was obtained by the Star. If your gut tells you a story is problematic, follow the instinct. Do not allow groupthink to take over. Speak up in a meeting, even if it means, especially if it means going against the flow. I like the way he's, he put that when because you've been in meetings like that or around the uh, water cooler or maybe in a newsroom where people start rolling on a story. And before you know it, you're down a path that might not be a good one until someone speaks up and says, um, guys, cool it on the unbridled enthusiasm here. Maybe we could. this isn't the way that we should be taking this story. Maybe this isn't such a great uh, story to publish. I wonder if our bosses are going to get some ideas now that you're talking about that out loud with regards to our stories that we talk about.